0: In the future, roving bands of comic book podcasts will savage the wasteland, once known as the Internet. One podcast,
1: the Grawlix Podcast, may not be the biggest, may not be the funniest, may not be the most well-spoken. Wait, what was my point again? Oh, yes, the Grawlix Podcast. Listen to it at GrawlixPodcast.com. That's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com.
2: Hi, this is D. Wallace, and you're listening to Moose's Monster Mash.
1: You're listening. Welcome, Horror Hounds, to a new year and a new episode of Moose's Monster Mash. I'm your host, Moose, and we have not one, but two guests with us today. We have the saltiest man on Earth, the Grawlix Growler, Randall Sylvie. Hey, I'm not feeling <laughs> salty at all today. That's good. So we're good. We're good. And we have returning guest, Mr. Billy's on Billy Peck. Hello. Happy to be here. And- You guys remember to bring the tea and crumpets, right? For our tea party? We're we're Uh, here for a tea party, right? I like sweet tea. (laughs) No, we're not here for a tea party. We're here to talk horror, specifically horror of 2021, because we don't get to talk horror when it comes out.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the horror of 2021, that was just kind of 2021,
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, figured it'd be fun to sit back and talk about some of the movies that came out just this last year and dig into them a little bit now that said listeners there is no way we are going to hit all of the horror movies that came out in 2021 and i say that because now billy and randy I i want you to guess based on imdb how many horror movies do you think came out in 2021 34
3: um, you know, that's uh it's a hard uh, question, you know, to answer because if you dig a little deeper, like there's far more than just like the studio films, you know, there's a lot of like smaller indie productions, so I'd say probably closer to like the 100 range.
1: Well, you were closer. IMDb has it at 1406 horror films. <laughs> in wow. 2021
0: you know, i threw i threw 34 out as an absurd number i knew it was more
1: but i didn't expect over a thousand i didn't either i'm thinking 200 and like mm-hmm. when i'm looking into these movies i'm like has anybody watched all of these and listeners if you have if you've seen all 1400 movies please let me know because <laughs> i've seen 50 of the 1400 that's Randy, about how many of those? About how many horror movies did you watch last year? Give or take. Oh man,
0: you know, actually, I should have counted it up. I don't think I'm even near you at your fifty. Not, not for horror movies that actually came out in 2021. Definitely not. Uh, a dozen, maybe. I'm not sure if that.
3: Yeah, for me, it's. um, I purposely. Did not watch as many movies this year as I have in previous uh, because I used to uh, keep a a kind of a running tally. And like each year I would watch three to five hundred different movies. Now, of course, they weren't all horror films, but I saw a lot. So like this year I or twenty twenty one, I purposely just tried not to watch as many. So my list is is going to be rather small as well <clears throat> i'd have to kind of count them up here but
1: well just think if you were to watch three to five hundred you would have been about a third of the way there uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i i do log
0: my movie on letterboxd.com i log all the movies i watch um i watched 73 last year total uh i used to watch a lot more when i was younger and i want to say um Honestly, like TV series have really eaten into a lot of that time. So, and YouTube kind of, I've got a few channels that I watch on the regular that eats up a lot of that time. That would have been movies back in the day.
1: Well, and yeah, yeah I, that's, you know, that, that's another thing to consider too. Cause like there are also, there's a lot, also a lot of ongoing horror series mm-hmm. that you're right. Does eat into that. 1,400 movies that came out that you're like, well, I'm already invested in all of these and new season like, you know, uh, American Horror Story and just uh, different things like that, that, like I said, you're already invested in. So now you got to find time to watch all these other movies, plus keep up on the shows you're already watching. It's like, well, shit.
0: (laughs) Uh, People are kind of conflicted on it, but one of my most anticipated horror things of last year was... Midnight Mass. Well, yes. Uh, mm. so, uh, I'm a huge fan of the director, and uh, yeah, yep. so TV series, there you go.
1: Yeah. Uh, Say, so, I don't remember, Billy, did you watch Midnight Mass? No, I, I have not. Say, so, yeah, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think when you sit down to watch it, you'll enjoy it.
3: I'm sure I will. Like Randy said, I'm I'm a fan of, of the director and the creator and stuff, and uh, he... He's one of those guys that typically doesn't put out poor content. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I'm sure, you know, I'll enjoy it. I just haven't taken the time to watch it. Right. Yeah. So it was definitely one of those met with mixed reviews uh, products. Well, well, Mike, Mike Flanagan. Right. right. Mike,
0: Mike Flanagan's He's definitely interested in. Uh, it's a heavy mix of drama in his horror. Yeah. And some people just want straight up poor And I'm,
3: I'm fine with a little bit of both. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, typically a lot of what he does is like, you, you have to be paying attention the entire time. Like it's so easy to grab your phone and look away. And in a lot of what he could do, you could miss details. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so I I'm not trying to like blame that, you know, on people or whatever, but I do think it's a thing that, you could look away, miss things, and go, I, I didn't understand it. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a, a, a possibility as
1: well. Um, before we get into the list of movies that we, we are going to talk about, I do want to ask, yeah, and I'll start with you, Billy, because I think I already know the answer. Uh, what was the movie you look forward to the most that came out last year?
3: Uh, Well... I mean, it really it comes down to two and and the obvious one, you know, that, uh, you know, you you would think is a Halloween kills, uh, because I am a huge Michael Myers and Halloween franchise fan. Um, And then the other one was Candyman.
1: Nice. Randy, same question. Halloween kills. Absolutely. Uh,
0: I love the first Halloween uh, the other Halloweens are, I've seen them all, of course, you know, varying degrees of quality. I really like the 2018 Halloween uh, in terms of crafting a canon. It, like, took my head canon. I'm one of those that are like, Halloween, ignore Halloween 2, everything else in terms of, like, the essential canon. Um, so I was super pumped for it. And yeah. I believe that's
1: one of the movies we'll be talking about later, so I won't yes. say too much about yep. it. So, and for me, like, I was happy to see... Halloween coming out, but the one that I was super hyped about, super stoked, like would not shut up about was Candyman. Like, I mean, Candyman has always been my go to for horror, and to finally have another Candyman movie, oh my god, super happy. Yeah. Yep, so, same, you know, so- like, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's so
0: interesting because, like, you guys are Candyman. I don't know if we're going to have like a big surprise of the year uh, mentioned, but if we are, I'm going to jump the gun on it. Uh, that's my surprise hit for me because I did not—I don't know why—I I haven't revisited the original since the '90s. That's probably why I didn't have high expectations. I was curious, but I was like, "Well, that's Candyman." It's—he just was never really—it was not a, fr- a franchise that was top of mind for me, and I thought it was,
1: you know, whatever. I was blown away. So. I think it could be listed as a sleeper hit of the year because you're right. Candy, might as well just jump into it. Candyman for the most part had, had a really big following when it first came out and then it kind of dropped off. And I'd said for years, you know, let's see, you know, I'd love to see more Candyman, love to see more Candyman. And let me pause for a second. Listeners, there may be spoilers after this. So if you don't want spoilers, go away. Um, Please come back, but go away. Uh, (laughs) (coughs) Then, you know, all these other franchises are getting remakes and reboots. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Hellraiser. Everything's getting, you know, touched again, except Candyman. It just kind of fades, you know, just fades away. And then we hear that there's going to be another Candyman movie. And you're like, really? Really? someone's finally going to approach it again. And, you know, the common thing was, well, is Tony Todd going to be in it? Is it going to be Tony Todd? Cause Tony Todd is Candyman, And then the movie comes out and, you know, Billy, you can attest to this. I, first thing I said was this was the sequel we deserved. You know, yeah. th- this, this picked like the best parts from two and three and could fill in right after the first one and continue the story gorgeously. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, uh, it it hit me in a way like, uh, I believe
0: it curse of Chucky, where you think it's a remake potentially. Uh, although this doesn't like string you along like curse of Chucky does. Uh, and then it's like, Oh no, this is just another in the series and Uh everything's canon. And I, I, again, not being a big Candyman fan, I thought, what they did with the lore was was pretty clever
3: yeah for sure um um i not that it's a a thing you know to stay on but uh you, you know you were saying like the curse of chucky thing like where it is like within it like i never really picked up on like like it to me it was always part of yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. But I also I it, guess yeah. I follow that a lot as well. Like I know the creator is going to be making films mm-hmm. within the series, but but I, I I see what you're saying, you know, to to tie that back into to Candyman and like that one was very much like Is it gonna be, you know, um, you know, connected or or whatever. Um and like you said, very clever how they went about it. And you know, now Jordan Peele didn't direct it, but, you know, he was kind of, you know, he was the guy that kind of brought it to the forefront and I think had like the big ideas for it. And he, he's a very clever guy, Um, you know, say what you will about, um, you know, his films in general. I know that they can be very, uh, you know, again, just like anything else (laughs) polarizing, but he is a very unique and outside voice into the horror genre. So he's going to bring something different. And that story, um, really plays around outside of common tropes, which is a thing that he does. Um, so it it is clever how he was able to, you know, the, the team really, you know, was able to bring it together. Um, as as they did in terms of assembling,
0: like putting the right people on it uh Nia DaCosta directed yeah, it
3: Nia Nia however you say Nia
0: yeah Nia yeah, probably that actually makes yeah. more sense I thought it was
3: Nia Costa, but whatever we we're DaCosta, talking about the
0: same person right uh <clears throat> the yeah I I loved and that's part of really what like I was kind of in right away just from this just stylistically the way yes. it was yeah. Like it pulled me right in and I was on board immediately. And, uh, uh the direction was great. The cinematography was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, and in terms of like Jordan Peele, of course, you know, it's, it's the same. Th- they always do this with like directors that become well known. And then of course they're producing other stuff, but then sure. their name is used to sell the stuff that they're producing. Right. But in the case of Jordan Peele, um, and in some cases, there's some directors where you're just like, okay, whatever, It doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I. It seems like he's still like using that. He has good taste and yeah. in putting together the right team for this project.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it absolutely worked. Oh, I agree. And one of the things that one of the big takeaways I know is, you know, the the, the big complaint was, well, it, it was too politicized. You know, it was. Like race heavy and stuff like that, and to which I have to say, if you think this was too like political, you didn't pay attention to the first one. You know, Paid it was, any of them really? Like, yeah, really. I mean, what it's, this always been, yeah, it's always is. it's always been. You know, to borrow from the new one, the 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 plight of the black man. I mean, it, it's <laughs> that word for word. That's what they say in the new one. Don't look no, at me yet- like that. <laughs> One of no, no, that's you're
0: I, I think you're absolutely right, but I, I wasn't laughing at you. I what just before I watched it, uh, one of the comments I'd seen online was woke Candyman, no thank you. And I'm like, you mean Candyman, right? Because what are you talking about? Woke it's Candyman. like, man, uh, what's, right.
1: what's woke about Candyman?
0: I mean, it, it's 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 Candyman, that's that's what it does, that's the
3: point, right? It was, it was you know suburban like low class like lower than low class Chicago in the original one like yeah, it was it's the just Chicago the project. it is you know yes it's the projects you know it's you know not not trying to make it you know any more or less than what it is that's
1: just what it is um well yeah. and that's really what I liked about <laughs> the ending of this new one is it kind of opens it up for a uh like a miniseries and it's not candy man. It's more candy men. It's
0: it, it, not to say it like, you know, not to, I don't know, uh, pull the idea that they went with, with this uh, movie down or anything like that. But it, it's a very, like the crow kind of thing in my mm-hmm. mind. Um, I love the end though. this I don't think this is a spoiler, but just the tell everyone I loved it. It yeah. was so good.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, the idea that, this isn't just one person. This has happened to many people, like right. whoever whoever it needs to happen to, sort of a thing. Yeah, you know, it's just a fascinating idea in the mythos of Candyman. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, no, uh, I'm very, very excited to see you know this movie finally come to light. You know, like you said, Paul, like we've seen really, you know, so many like i mean you can you can say like almost every like major um you know horror franchise has had sequels or remakes or whatever you know like you said it's it's been touched where candy man has not since the late 90s you know it started in in the early 90s and i i think the last one came out in like Ninety eight or ninety nine. It might it might have been very early two thousands. Whatever you know,
1: the case is. Say so it was a product uh, of the nineties, and it stayed in the nineties.
3: Right. You know, we never got Candyman again. And you know, for for me, you know, kind of to touch on what you were saying, Randy, like you haven't watched it since the nineties. Right. Um. You know, uh, Candyman is like one of the first five. Um, horror movies I ever saw. Uh, you know, as, as far as like adult horror films, right. Um, and like, so it's always had a lasting impact on me. and I mean, I like to. I can tolerate three, but like one is a very beautifully made movie., um, like it's very, very well done. And so it's one that is always stuck, you know, through the years for me. And, you know, to see it get that, uh, you know, appropriate, um, you know, uh, uh, callback or, you know, uh, new movie, basically, uh, nowadays was was very nice to see Um,
1: deserved and uh, well done. Well, and what 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 made me really like. Not not taken aback, but surprised that this hasn't been touched since, is how ingrained in pop culture and everything Candyman is. Yeah, I, I have friends that I have known almost my entire life who, you know, we're in our 30s, you know, pushing 40, who to this day will not say his name <laughs> more than it, three times because it, of that first movie
3: it's a fictional movie that moved into like legit urban legend status. You know, it's, it's taken from the whole bloody Mary thing, you know, which is, uh, I'm not saying that it's real, but it's from (laughs) real urban legend Right, where, you know, Candyman became that, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I remember specifically the time that I saw the movie, I was at a friend's birthday party. Um, and we rented the first two when the the second one came out in like 95. So I was not much older than, you know, 10, 11 at the oldest. Um, when I saw those first two movies and like, I remember it being very late at night and he lived in a very old crappy house. So it just really lent itself to all of it and going to, uh, Say the name in the mirror, and how terrified we were. Oh yeah. So you know, point of you know that that story is just like yes, for so many people, that has always stayed in us. Yeah. You know, so, so then
1: yeah, to see the the bathroom scene in the new movie, you're like, what are you doing? No, no, <laughs> no. That that's bad. You know, it's <laughs> you you don't do shit like that. Yeah. So, but like we said at the beginning, this is definitely the sleeper hit of the year because I I don't think too many people really banked on Candyman being as big as it was.
3: Well, and and you know, like you said, one of the big things was, well, is Tony Todd going to be on in it? Um, and you know, sure he was, you know, very briefly, and the movie would not have been any less if he was not in it no um and you know the the big thing about that the, the tony todd thing is like so many people are stuck on that you can't have freddie without robert england you can't have pinhead without doug bradley you can't have Candyman without tony todd and i think yeah done right Anybody can be replaced, that's you know. So this proved you can, and right. So um, that that was a big stigma going against it was, well, is it this and you know whatever. So um, and again, you know the the whole like politically woke and all that stuff. Like, I think that's just a lot of people not seeing it since they were kids, and they're yeah. only remembering the urban legend aspect of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not why candy man is Candyman, yeah so yeah a lot of that goes against it and definitely pandemics don't help and theaters you know not being open and is it gonna be released or is it gonna be you know whatever a lot of stuff like that goes into it and keep getting pushed back um, you know um yeah so
0: if i were to just to balance it a little bit to get to love uh leverage just a little criticism at it it's just oh sure to me, the end climax felt a little jumbled or sudden. That said, I didn't, I didn't dislike what happened. I liked mm. everything. It just played out sure. a couple of the sequence, like the reveal about the one guy and the, uh, was it a the laundry, laundry mat or like, something like that? Yeah, just the extreme and sudden change in personality. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Well, I guess, I see, yeah, I can see that this now. Yeah, um, yeah. That said, I liked the end, and sure. it doesn't it. It wasn't enough to just dis- like, this is the highest rated uh, uh horror movie for me. You know, I, I give it five stars uh out of any of them that we'll be talking about. So,
1: um, nice. yeah, but, you know, that is a, a minor criticism. Sure. Just no, like- I get it for sure. I say, no, I, I totally agree. Like they probably could have added about another half hour a movie and slowed that section down to match the pacing of the rest of the movie. And it would have been fine. Cause it's a steady pace for most of the movie until yeah we get to oh we're, we're 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 around in the end let's we we gotta get there and when we get there it's the 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 end the reveal all of it is great it's just we hit that gas real quick yeah yeah and we we've been cruising for most of the movie and then all of a sudden we decide to hit that gas just a little fast and if we could have just kept the pace. I think it would have been pretty epic. That final scene with the cops—well, like after the cops show up, uh, that whole sequence—I love that. Oh, that, yeah, that was great. And yeah, it—it it, it, sadly it played out about like it would in real life, right? Yeah, you know, which I, I think is where most people are talking about the you know woke Candyman <clears> aspect. <throat> yeah.
3: Well, and you know, a lot of people that end up saying that kind of stuff typically don't. Actually, see the movie away. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, if they would have, there's still the the y folk. That'd be like, eh, mm-hmm. well, guess it wasn't so bad. But still,
1: you know, right, right, <laughs> right. So but, we're all in agreement. This was a good movie. Yeah. Now, yeah. Let's uh, shift this around a little bit. And this is part of why I wanted this dynamic, because I know this next one. I know what movie you're going to, too. I do. (laughs) Um, Because I I, I wanted this dynamic. Let's talk malignant. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yep. Because, you know, I've heard, you know, both of your thoughts individually. Yes. And now I have a chance to actually talk and not type uh my thoughts on the movie. Okay. And I liked it. Okay. Um I, I I'm also, you know, fairly loose when it comes to what I like in horror, though, so you know, I am not overly picky. But all in all, I liked Malignant. Mm-hmm. Um it was a slow burn. I, I do agree with the majority of the critiques where the last 45 minutes to a half hour are the best parts of the movie. Um, I also understand though, why the like over the top acting and the super tropey parts were the super tropey parts. It, It was a spaghetti horror and you know, I like spaghetti horror. I like spaghetti Westerns, but let's move to Randy.
0: What? Why? Um there are parts of this that I thoroughly enjoyed. I loved the insanity. There's a lot of weird, crazy, insane things that happen in this movie oh, yes. and I appreciated yes. that. And then there's James Wan stuff that happens. <laughs> and and I and I just say it like that because it's like the stuff that wasn't weirdly over the top was just kind of like felt a little bit I I don't, I don't kind of bland horror like uh you know it's i'm not a huge james wan fan and and it's not even just he's another one he's he's a big name associated with horror and his name is attached to a whole bunch of movies that he didn't necessarily direct you know he produce a produces a bunch of stuff um but unlike jordan peele uh i'm i'm not wild about a lot of the stuff his name's attached to either and I mean, that in itself uh, does bum me out a little bit because I like that there, I like that those movies do well. I like that there's been a a big resurgence of mainstream horror movies over the last several, several years at this point that is still going. Um, I just find a lot of them kind of dull or, uh, and the parts of this that I didn't like were just kind of felt like that a little bit, um, I will there there are interesting things throughout even the uh those sections. I really like the weird camera work going on uh at one point in the house where the camera is like up above technically where the ceiling should be following uh-huh. her around the house. Uh-huh. Super cool. Um I hated some of the weird music cues. Uh <laughs> like the like what is you what's the song? You know the song. Like he he uses it felt like inappropriate music cues that were like score renditions of the song. That's also in in fight club. Right. And I feel like that's an intentional, like I'm going to pull this because I know it from fight club, which is almost kind of foreshadowing to the big reveal of this thing. And so, uh, I don't know. It, it, it it broadcasts everything it's going to do. But when the stuff that it actually does gets there, you're still kind of like, what? What? Why are we suddenly in a in a jail cell with these, uh, cartoonishly stereotyped uh, women? Like, what is going on? Uh huh. Um, it's because it's, it's not sugar free Jello. It's it's a mixed bag, and I think, uh, Paul Paul really wanted to pull me in on this one because we talked about it on Growlix podcast and, uh, on one of our live streams. So Paul was in chat. And we almost kind of got an argument. I felt like <laughs> we'll be on stream and him and chat um, because this is one of those movies where there's movies where I'll be like, it's bad. The story's not great, uh, but it's ridiculous. And I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. And then there's movies where I'm like, the story's not great. It's, it's kind of bad. It's thoroughly ridiculous. I don't like it. And I don't know what, where, like the balance is. Um, and this one tips a little bit more towards, I don't, really like it I give it like two and a half which is like it my middle of the road rating um, but man I'll, I'll take more weird backwards
1: matrix fights all day long <laughs> yeah well and th- this that. is why like I said I, I hated typing this all out uh, th- <laughs> th- this, this is an acquired this movie is an acquired taste you know right. it's obviously not for everybody and you know, and I didn't just want you here just specifically for this movie. It's you know I, I know you tend to right, have right. A, uh, uh, a a more slant, not, not necessarily slanted or jaded view, but you know <laughs> oh, our our, our shit, views you know. aren't uh, this you know. You guys w- do seem more open. I, uh,
0: and, and it's not like I approach movies cl- from a closed off point of view. Um, but when things hit me the wrong way, I do have, I I guess, a more negative reaction.
1: See, I a think little you bit. have a more critical eye when, when could, it comes to the movies. That's such a
0: better way to put it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I got a more critical eye. <laughs> and it, it helps to offset and give that, you know, a wider perspective. Right. And like when, when we come to movies like Malignant, it. it caters to such a niche crowd where, you, you know, you, you have to be a fan of that style of movie or be a fan of cinema, you know, super cinematography. Because, like, one of the things that really sold me on the movie is, like you said, the camera angles and things like that. And I would love, love to spend a day <laughs> hanging out with the uh, set designers for that movie. You know, because the set pieces were just phenomenal. I mean, they had to build a two-story house for some of those shots. That's that's crazy. And especially for essentially a high-budget spaghetti horror movie. You know, that's kind of unheard of. And, you know, there's just, it's, for me, it was a lot of little things that, made me like it the, the reveal i i think i was a little slow on the uptake because I, I think billy got the reveal before i did um like i was just like oh shit okay that's who it is i honestly didn't catch what was going on until the reveal happened i'm like oh well damn like i thought we were <laughs> dealing with an alien M- i'm gonna shoot this over to you billy what were your uh thoughts on malignant sure um
3: you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think there's like a good, um, you know, place, I don't know, like in the middle of, of kind of what, um, you guys were talking about is like being open and being critical of things. And I think a big thing that I do is like, I kind of, know the intentions of a movie before I go into it. Like I don't really like, like I don't watch trailers because I want the, the movie experience to just be the movie. But like, I know the intentions of what is going into a film. So I knew, um, I didn't know what it was about, what it looked like, anything like that. But I knew that James Wan was going for an old school, um, Italian Uh, horror film that played around in not wasn't exactly, but played around in the, the giallo um, genre over there. And now the big, big thing that um, Italians did when they were making horror films was in Italy. They have amazing locations and sets. So like you said, Paul, like they had to build these sets to kind of emulate what they would have in Italy. You could watch like now, Randy, maybe you've seen this. I'm not sure, but like, are you, are you aware of like the nineties, um, Captain America movie? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but the movie is not good. Right. It's really bad, but like they are in these extravagant, beautiful castles and stuff like that. It's because it was shot in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, the big thing that they did then was, like, they always had great special effects. They had great sets and um, always very unique lighting. Most of it never made any sense. Right. But it looked amazing. And that's what was going on here. And it's definitely difficult for people to pick up on this because in such a in such a well-made type of movie there's there was a lot of people who were like oh my god like the acting is just so terrible that was on purpose that was done by design like the v- very specific spot that I can that I can tell you is like um the main woman is kind of being interrogated in her house by the two detectives and they very clearly, and they do this type of thing a few times, but they very clearly go, like, on the the one detective lady, they, like, zoom in and it goes, da, 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 like, they're, and they're like, you mean to tell me it's your da, 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 twin? Or whatever, like, the, the the line was. And, um, like, it's supposed to be cheesy because what the Italians did was, they were trying their best to, el- to emulate mm-hmm. American cinema. And they just didn't do very well at it. Um, or like, you know, with the... Um, you know, it's outside and everything is just like beautifully like reds and purples and whatever. And like, yeah, there's a cop car with sirens, but like somehow everything is lit this color you know and like they had always had amazing extravagant costumes the jail cell scene like there's this one woman that like she's like a total like foxy brown 80s you know big afro wig and like um you know solid gold like colors and Mm -hmm. you know outfits and and then there's like this random biker chick and then there's this and that and it's like like what would hookers look
1: like from every decade
3: well and it it was their costume departments they're just like eh, go grab a go grab something and we'll mm-hmm. just put it in like all of that like super weird and cheesy stuff is done on purpose which I just can't... makes it even more strange and if you don't really know that you're like this stuff's dumb but it's meant to be that way
0: I feel like the movie sells that in the opening scene because I'm like, did we put in a, a B-grade 90s <laughs> direct-to-video <laughs> horror movie all of a sudden? It opens, and it's it's so crazy. The lights are wild. Mm-hmm. And then the end. And the horror stuff, I felt like didn't sell that if it was trying to. And I'm going to cut to the point. I'm sure somebody could be like, well... Italian movies had weird tonal shifts. Yes, they did. Giallo movies can be all over the place. Yeah. But it didn't like a big ch- a big enough chunk of the movie didn't sell that for me or didn't uh, pull it off. At least for me, um a big enough chunk to where I it left me kind of with a negative taste, but it's such an intriguing thing because even leading up to it and maybe this is a detriment Every review I'd seen, and this is, I kind of got excited to watch it because every review was like, "It's awful," "I love it," or "I I think I like it," "I don't know what to think of it," but it's uh, it's 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 wild. And so I was like, "What is this movie?"
3: And it's very strange too because a, a very good friend of mine is a huge Italian horror fan, and he like these types of movies don't get made here nowadays by big studios and big horror movie directors or whatever. Like, you know, we have, you know, obviously, you know, James Wan has done several big horror franchise franchises at this time, but we're talking about a guy who's come off of working on fast and the furious and Aquaman. And we're talking huge movies to then his next thing be this, extremely weird movie like even he was like i don't get it like there's some really cool stuff in it but it's just so dumb and like why (laughs) why is the acting so bad and why does this stuff not make sense and i'm like look at these other like look at the italian films he's like well yeah but that's what that i'm like that's what he's making it's it's very hard to even comprehend sometimes. So um, I don't know. Like I feel like like I'm not trying to like make excuses for it, but maybe to try and help put maybe a diff. Uh, you know the right right proper mindset. You know to Different it and like it, yeah. if if you if you look at it in in that regard, you might go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, it's supposed to be dumb, and they accomplish that. Um, but I also get again like it's so weird and this is going to be a thing that like it just goes with everything anymore is polarizing right um and uh i completely understand where you know uh, a lot of the you know dislikes or or whatever come from um so yeah well, well, i it, it worked for me and i was just like holy crap this is um you know, for, for a while, I was just like, okay, this movie's cool. I get what it's doing. I'm enjoying it. And just the more that I picked up on that, like those specific Italian horror movie tropes, I was like, okay, this is hitting me more and more and more. And then by the time that big climax hits, it's just like, I am pumped. Like this is doing things I never thought I wanted. Um, So I left pretty dang happy with it.
1: See, what what we ended up with Malignant was we have a movie emulating a movie, emulating, but we have a movie emulating, (laughs) you know, a genre emulating a genre. So, yeah. What I would like to see is somebody take the Malignant story and just give it a proper horror treatment and just like straight up horror treatment take you know take out the giallo parts just give it a head you know straight on horror movie and i think you'll see a completely different movie that 90 percent of the people will like you know because at its <laughs> core it is still a hell of a story see and i'm not real sure because like i
3: think if you take a lot of that stuff away it's not nearly as bizarre
0: it's definitely would be as interesting because to be it's, honest it's
3: just oh you know it's a split personality thing and this creature came out what when hasn't that type of thing been done now maybe the creature hasn't been in the back of their head the entire like their whole life but like we've seen that type of thing so many times that it's like maybe you know maybe it would work but it it's at that point it's almost too overdone i think it needs all the weird ass bizarre stuff (laughs) say if hollywood's proven anything
1: is that repetition sells so Uh,
3: sometimes
1: (laughs) yeah i mean and just to be clear like
0: the it's the horror stuff that didn't work for me maybe or the parts where it's playing it more straight is the stuff that i really didn't care for right um
1: yeah so Say yeah, the action Say the action scenes were phenomenal.
3: Yeah, that like kind of battle, like in the attic, and like going through the house, and stuff, like man, that was, that you was very good.
0: S- you can see the Aquaman experience because that yes. that police station fight scene, uh, the, it's super cool camera work, and it reminds me very much of uh that tight quarters fight in Aquaman where. They're fighting in the house or something um, I can't remember the exact scenario. I only watched that one once, but I didn't realize that was James Wan at the time either. It kind of makes sense now that I think back on it um, <laughs> but but good action in that, and you can kind I, I see similarities to the fight in this sure
3: no oh, I, I
1: can uh, I can see that I agree with that I say I definitely think this movie probably had the most split reaction from all the movies that came out last year it matches the main character. Right. Which I thought was really interesting, you know, movie about split personalities and the reaction to it was pretty much split right down the middle. You either liked it and liked it, enjoyed it or you just hated it. You know, there really wasn't a uh middle ground. I mean, you, you either had some like for it or you just outright hated it
0: this is definitely uh to touch on something billy was talking about a little bit ago with uh, james wan this is i think billy was talking about this is definitely a two for them one for me deal this is yes. james wan saying i've made your these studios so much money you owe me give me some money to make whatever i want <laughs>
3: right and that this yeah, is definitely I don't, I don't a, disagree
0: with that his passion project you can tell
3: yeah it, it, no that, that, and that's a really good point too like i mean it's it's so different than his, his horror films too. Right. Like you don't just get to make these weird ass movies that like you're purposely making a shitty movie. Like that that doesn't, that doesn't (laughs) happen.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of decisions that are like, yeah. In even a normal James Wan horror movie, uh, there's decisions that he makes in here. That a studio is not going to be like, the weird stuff doesn't hit those movies because those movies are very crafted to hit like as big of an audience yeah. as possible, yep. bring in the money. And there's a lot of decisions here that are not made for the mainstream audience.
1: No, no not at all. I say there, there's a lot of decisions made in this movie. You you want to make those decisions? You you head up to Jersey and make them in Trumanville <laughs> Yeah, kind uh, of. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I could I could picture a
0: trauma version of this. It wouldn't be better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, let's move to another passion project. This one is uh, one that Chris Rock was really happy and mm. was a driving force behind, and that's you know Spiral from the Book of Saw. Now. Contrary to some people's beliefs, this is a Saw movie. Just because it doesn't have Jigsaw in it, it is a Saw movie. And yeah. I've watched it a few times. The ending leaves you wanting more to at least finish out the story. Can I ask a question about this? Because I this
0: is the one movie I, I still have not seen it, so I won't have a lot to okay. contribute to this okay. one. Um, but I know, I know, I, I spoiled myself on it because okay. I'm not,
3: I, I. I well, it's another it. James Wan property to start.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. I. That's part of why I haven't watched it because, and it's not that I won't ever see it, but I wasn't excited because I'm not a big fan of the Saw franchise. I really like the first Saw. Interestingly enough, like, uh, the one that I, I did James Wan direct multiple. I know he did the first one.
3: He just directed the, the first, first one. Yeah.
0: Interesting enough, that's that's the one I like. But um, and I seen the first three and then fell off of, off after that. And I knew this wasn't like a direct continuation. But I was like, someday I'll get around to it. But I wasn't sure. too concerned with spoilers. So what okay. I'm saying is, Spoiler I, I know the story. I know how it ends. I've I've watched videos about it out of curiosity. <laughs> okay. Um, but. So is this, this takes place in a world where the Saw crimes happened, right? Yes. It's not like Saw's a TV, a movie that they... No. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to wanted to. Yeah, ask, this isn't so. Human okay.
1: Centipede 3. 2. 2. 3. Or 3, really. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randy's like,
3: I haven't watched those either.
1: <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> I, I watched the first one. Yeah. The other two based off of a movie. Uh, but... Yeah, no, it's, you know, the Saw murders happened, and now we have a copycat killer targeting cops, dirty cops, which, kind of timely, and I I think it's part of why uh, Rock, uh, Chris Rock, to specify, uh, uh, backed it so much, and I, I think... Just the story and the scenes were just phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we've talked about this briefly. One of the things that, you know, really stands out is, you know, it's a copycat and not Jigsaw because the, the, the traps aren't, he, 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 they're not as life lesson They're definitely more aimed to kill and maim you. There's really not a way out, per se. And I think that's where a lot of the tr- detractors from the movie come in from, because they're not jigsaw traps. Well, they're not supposed to be. What are your thoughts, Billy? Um. Yeah, no, I pretty much agree with
3: all that. Um. You know, now this is one where, like, I really did like the movie, but like, I don't leave it, like, gushing over it or anything like I did Candyman or Malignant. Yeah, Um, I thought it was really well done. Um, I am a big fan of the Saw series. You know, there's there's a couple movies in there that I don't love as much. You know, it's like any franchise. It fluctuates. Um, But I was definitely very excited about it. Um, You know, I had heard that Chris Rock had this this big idea um that he wanted to do this saw film and he did his research he knew every nook, nook nook and cranny of the franchise and he brought back uh the the guy that directed the most films in the franchise Darren Lynn Bowsman who did 2 3 and 4 um and so he wanted someone who was familiar with the universe, so it could live within the universe properly, um, but also get this new take in a sense. And um, yeah, it's a it's it's probably like the best filmed one. You know, I think the others started to fall a little into like you know it's it's the. Uh, you know, the mid 2000s and it's very like everything's so fast paced and cut, cut, cut. Uh, this doesn't quite do that, that as much. Um, so it just visually looks a little different. And then, yeah, like you were saying, Paul, you know, like the traps and stuff, like if someone, you know, within the universe didn't know, you know, they would think like, oh my God, this is Jigsaw and it even has you know, the cops questioning things. It's like, how is this happening? Like, you know, John Kramer is dead. Um, like, and it's several, several years. Like, how are we, are we getting like this protege, you know, again, cause that was another thing that started to happen a lot within the franchise was there's several proteges that, you know, are, are learning the ways, but it's also, he's testing them. And it's like, We've had a lot of movies like that, and if it would have been just another like connected to John Kramer and Jigsaw type of thing, it's been done. It's kind of boring at this point. So I, I think going the route of the copycat is, you know, it's similar in a sense, but it, it takes it in, in a different route. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Um, didn't just absolutely love it, but uh I don't know. Not sure i have a ton of super specific things uh to say off the right off the bat but
1: well i, I want to get your opinion and randy you can probably weigh in on uh this as well and yeah randy as
3: as kind of someone who hasn't seen it and
1: i don't know wants to know different things that's probably where i'd be able to um one of the things that i i, I personally really liked about it was as we got later in the saw series They got really gory. What I liked about this was it dialed the... Like, the kills were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But the gore got dialed back to more like the first few... like Sure. It it was like understated, like just enough gore to get the point across. And like, I like gore, don't get me wrong, but it has to have a purpose. And that's kind of where this one fell, was the gore was... It just had that right amount of gore. Sure. Um, so, in the, like, span of the Saw movies, what uh, what's your preference? The, like, gore for gore's sake, or, like, the tasteful gore?
3: Um, I mean... I don't know, like Gore doesn't really bother me. Like I said I think it, it has to make sense to, you know, the, the film itself. I think with the Saw movies, it, you know, it made sense. And, you know, look, it's it's a franchise where the the bulk of it is now one of the things I was always very impressed with Saw was how well they they connected things and they they did it all within a year. Like there was some very clever connections throughout it. But a big thing about it is how inventive can, can the traps be? You know, it's, it's very much like a Friday, the 13th film where like, how, how can we make Jason's kills cooler? Well, now you're doing it on a more extravagant level of just, you know, choppy, choppy, you know, a head off or something. Now it's building these extravagant traps. So it's like they had to just keep upping the ante to try and make it interesting and, and, you know, whatever. So, um, I, I mean, I don't know the way that they did it. I always thought was, was pretty neat and it didn't I suppose you could call it gore for gore's sake, but like there was always a reason for it. So
0: I don't know. I, I think gore for gore's sake can work and it, but there's got to be, yeah, a reason and, or it's got to be bolstered by something else. Yeah. And I, th- I think of um, I don't know anything. There's uh, horror, horror comedies will take that approach a lot, you know, where it's just sure. ridiculously over the top. Yeah. And your mention of uh, the slasher movies in relation to Saw, because I never really think of Saw as a slasher movie, but it, I mean, it kind of is on paper. You read it. It's like, yeah, that's kind of a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, And it actually does like most slasher franchises. Most of the kills you get like oh, it's a stab it's a whatever like you know they'll get inventive once in a while but sure. most of its time it's like you know, off camera whatever you know it, they're yeah. kind of bland um so i will give saw the franchise credit for yeah the elaborate traps like if you're if if the concept's based on coming up with interesting ways to kill people uh yeah that's they pulled it off in most of the movies that i've seen um I think I think part of the thing with saw was uh, it veered a little bit into the and this. It's kind of a malign term, but torture porn of the time, you know, with the ho- with hostile and stuff. And hostile is one that I, like I appreciate like what Hostel was trying to do. I did not enjoy it uh, like I, I, at a certain point. If it's just unpleasant, gore for gore's sake. I. I it's hard to enjoy, you know? Sure. Um, and Saul kind of was going there. And then the other stuff, which was usually like some type of detective plot, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't usually lift enough of the b- remaining baggage to, like, keep me on board. And that's kind of why I fell off watching. Sure. No, that makes sense.
1: Now, do you think there should be at least one more Spiral movie or another Saw movie where this picks up? and finishes out the copycat storyline it's hard to say i say or Um, do we just let this killer run free and let you know the fans imaginations fill it out it uh you know look with with
3: anything like if if they do another you know it, it really just it has to somehow be somewhat fresh yeah um you know what what does the next movie end up being oh you know 10 years later there's this copycat well I think I can do it you know so like now there's another copycat and like it just it it could start to just be overdone and overdone um but again if it ends up being like oh man they still did a really good job with that then fair enough you know it's just it's hard waters to tread because how do you keep doing it right I don't know
0: Here's my pitch. I got two. I'll oh, keep cool. them brief. I'll keep them brief. And I will say I do appreciate the like. And I was always intrigued by Spiral. And I appreciate that it kind of was this passion project that Chris Rock, of all people, was like, <laughs> "I love Saw. I want to make a Saw movie." Um, and I do like that they went with the copycat thing and they didn't have to like feel the need. And I also realized that the other ones were pumped out year after year. To connect it because as a franchise goes and we've seen it in several franchises it just gets tenuous it's like why just do <clears> something <throat> new and this does something it seems kind
3: of new right yeah it, it was it this is the ninth saw movie wow seven of them were one year apart that's and wild. then it was like a three or four year difference and then an eighth one came out still connecting it to the original films and and i thought that one was fine too um didn't love love it but i was like okay this is cool it's neat to see it you know back in that world and how it connected and whatever but then another four or five or so years after that it's like you know my dates might be off but you know there's gaps. Um, just trying to you know ham fist in another connection just right why it just gets you know
0: so here's my pitches real quick the one that uh you want to i don't know blow people away and do a total tonal shift a total tonal shift although probably alienate the franchise's fan base is maybe even do another copycat but this time it's like Creepy psychological study of the person doing the like setting up the traps. You're f- that's our main character, and it's going to be unpleasant. Um, my second recommendation is go full, full classic horror franchise, uh, resurrect what's his name through some magical means. <laughs> and our protagonist is a telekinetic, uh, 20 something year old teenager. So there you go. No,
3: actually, I think because the face of the franchise was always the puppet
0: oh there we go
3: combining we it get with James so, we get some some dewey dembella blood. you know action going on you put his life into <laughs> oh, yeah. you know the puppet and you let him roll around on his track going
0: <laughs> and turns somehow. out chucky it was in the chucky universe all along oh see
1: <laughs> epic crossover there you go now we shift from one that Randy, you didn't have much to talk about to one that I'm pretty sure you will. And let's talk Psycho Gorman. Oh, speaking about gore for gore's sake. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you guys included this because uh, a lot of lists have it as a 2020 movie. And it was supposed to be. But it didn't actually like hit a theater until 2021. We'll see. So, yeah, right, uh, so it kind
1: of was a 20. Like, It got a foreign release in at the Mm. end of 2020 and then it hit over here in like Jan, early january of 2021 so it's like a dual release so it's like hmm all right cool it's definitely one of those like oddball kind of movies it's like toxic avenger without the trauma tropes right right for me it's
0: and it's definitely more comedy than horror, but yes. I, I feel like it it's still in thematically. And also like, it is gory. It is gruesome. It mm-hmm. still retains that horror edge. Um, yeah. and it's a movie that uh, I first seen it. Like I hadn't heard of it. I seen a trailer of it because they were going to do a kill count on it. I watched dead meat kill count. Um, and I was like, well, I can't, that actually looks really good. I can't watch that kill count. I got to watch the movie. Yeah. Um, so I sought it out and, uh, I was excited but also like it looked like it could be a movie that's uh, trying too hard, right? Sure. And but I don't I I don't feel like it ever hit that territory. It it worked for me. Not mm-hmm. all the jokes landed, nah. but the ones that did landed I I loved it. I loved it. It's so kind of twisted. Um yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the the thing I liked least was uh the little girl was maybe a bit much.
3: And I she know that's her super personality. super over the top, yeah. yeah.
0: But, like, yep. just... yeah, Maybe reel her in once in a while, but <laughs> whatever, whatever. Otherwise, it was pretty enjoyable, I thought.
3: Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of the guys that made it. Now, yeah. they don't really seem to be putting the movies out under this label anymore, but they are a team called Astron 6. Yeah, And it was essentially just this group of guys who were like well let's make movies and you know so they all you know they all acted they all directed they all did the special effects like they were just this whole team that like anybody that needed to do something just did it and you know that that is a a big you know lower budget you know independent film type of thing and um their first kind of big Big project was a trauma film called Father's Day.
0: Oh, interesting. I didn't know that.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And it... So, you know, for those that are, like, big trauma fans, they typically know that, like, the only good, you know, and I use that, you know, however which way you want to, but the only good films are usually the ones made by Lloyd Kaufman. Um, Every once in a while, you'll get one that they put a lot of effort into that is not a Lloyd Kaufman one. And this was, this was one of them. And, um, so yeah, they, they know how to tell a story. They know, um, how to somehow just again, like infuse weird stuff into a film and make it just, Enjoyable and they know special effects and all that kind of stuff. Um, Some people may not realize this, but like some of the some of the guys that from Astron six worked on like the special, like practical effects in like Suicide Squad. Now, Suicide Squad may or may not be that great of a movie, whatever, but like the stuff in it looks really cool. It's really good and it's different and it's unique looking. And that was these guys um um anyway that's that's a little uh, just a little insight without me just rambling on and on about what they do um so yeah when i heard that they did this psycho gorman movie and it's this horror superhero type of thing it's like okay this is right up their alley and it's gonna be Stupid and weird and fun and enjoyable and and all the things. Um, it checks so.
1: every box you could ever want. Yeah, got
3: puppets
0: and weird space. Us uh, cool weird cool space backstory s- sequences mm-hmm. and Mighty Morphin's Power Ranger uh, yep. style fights yep. with
1: guitar solos blazing. It's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, for sure.
1: It's your entire childhood rolled into one movie. And then super bloody. Yes. Yeah. And like very violent. And psycho.
3: Yeah. And full yeah. of gore, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not really the, necessarily the kind of movie we could analyze, like we might a malignant or something like that, right? But well, I don't know, man. Malignant's actually not that far off of this in a way, like in tone.
3: Uh no, no right. And and that's the difference, I think, is Malignant is disguised as a serious movie. Right. When it's just not where Psycho Gorman, like it's all those kind of same things as Malignant in a sense, mm-hmm. but you just know, like this is just ridiculous and there's no question about it. That's what the difference ends up being like, you know, right off the bat, this is a wild ride. Mm
1: hmm see, a malignant came out and said, take me seriously. Psycho Gorman came out and said, <laughs> I'm fucking bonkers. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Is, yeah. This is kind of a cartoon universe. The consequences yes. don't matter. Yep. We're going to turn your friend into a big brain creature, and that's just what he's going to be. And uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I now we're going to move on to another one. And I've been waiting to say this. Do you know what time... Do you know what it's time for? for? For for evil to die tonight? No. No no no. Oh.
3: Oh, okay. It's time for the Snyder watch. Ah Oh my
0: god. No. <laughs> oh, I'm not in my I'm not in my copy of uh, StreamYard. If I was I'd click over to the video right now. That's
3: really, really funny. <coughs> um, so
1: let's start with the new Snyder verse, the one that's actually Moving forward. Real? <laughs> Real and moving forward and full of dead things. Uh yeah. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Snyder is back with zombies. It was good. It, it was it was good to see Snyder back with his zombies. Yeah. He he hasn't let me down with zombies yet.
0: It's interesting because of course it's a zombie movie. This absolutely is a horror movie. Psycho Gorman almost feels like more of a horror movie to me. Agreed. Because uh, uh, at, at this point, and it's partially Zack Snyder's doing with his Dawn of the Dead, but like zombies almost an action genre at, anymore. Um, that's not necessarily true. Like Walking Dead, I is that show still going, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's on its final season.
0: That's definitely but more. But
3: then there's other spin off stuff too, but regardless.
0: Right. And that's definitely still well within horror. Yeah, um, yeah. But the tone of this, yeah, this was fine, I thought. It was yeah. okay. Yep. It was all right. It wasn't amazing, but there's some st- stuff in there. Interestingly, the one character from the trailer who I thought I would hate the most, who's the lockpick guy, I actually really mm. liked that character. Yeah. Um, and then the character they green screened in was very entertaining. So.
3: <laughs> and you know what? I did not know
1: that Me- until afterwards.
0: Same. Same. It Well done. It was yeah. very well done.
1: Yep, I say I think this kind of falls more like as you watch it, it kind of falls more into the horror comedy almost, like horror action comedy because there's a lot of comedy tropes which work, you know. And it's definitely I'd say more middle of the road as far as will I watch it again? Yes. Is it something I need to sit down and watch over and over again? Probably not. But it has already spawned the new. Snyderverse. I mean, they're already on to its spinoffs. I mean, a prequel is already out. Right. Which I have not watched yet. I I kind
3: of didn't realize it was that because it's called um, Army of Thieves. Yeah. And I just didn't realize. It's like, oh, this looks interesting. You know, just scrolling through Netflix. And then like a while later, it's like, oh, that's like they already made another movie. (laughs) Like okay, I guess I need to see it one of these days. Um, but yes, it, it's expanding a, a rather large universe if all goes as planned.
1: Yeah, and so it, it'll be interesting to see moving forward where this universe goes. Yeah, and I will say one the two things I really liked were the uh, zombie animals and how they did you know what they did with the zombie animals. Sure, because that's not something you see a lot of in zombie movies and like the tiger and then the just the way it looked and the horse and then seeing how they did both of the animals just for me like somebody who likes you know the behind the scenes stuff that was just fascinating to me Mm -hmm. sure um overall thoughts on the movie uh like i said i liked it middle of the road it's very dawn of the dead-esque uh i'll watch it again Not something I'm going to, you know, I have to rush out and see, but I like the movie.
0: Man, uh, X amount of years ago, I would have never envisioned myself saying, like,
1: zombie movie, eh, (laughs)
0: whatever. Because there was a time I remember literally saying, like, you can't make a bad zombie movie. If it's bad, it's just more entertaining. (laughs) And Sure. And I was even like, people are complaining about oversaturation. Give me all the zombie stuff. But no, like, it's definitely to a point where it's like, okay, okay. It's a zombie thing. What else you got? Right. Um, and but I, I appreciated then like different a different take or different mm-hmm. expanding the zombie thing a little bit yeah. with the uh, weird zombie king type thing yeah. going yeah. on yeah. that have zombie babies and not in the Dawn of the Dead way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zack
1: Snyder loves him in some uh, zombie the, he, does he does like his, like his babies. zombie babies. uh
2: i i
0: i feel like there was some really kind of dumb stuff with the the there it just needs to not try to do character arcs like i know a movie is should do that but that's the stuff i thought was the weakest like the stuff with the daughter and all that Mm. and at the very end of the movie i didn't mind that there it's good to have characters that have connections but like that I felt like was the weakest stuff, and it just didn't really work. Um, also, Dave D- D- Dave Batista mm-hmm. is adorable with glasses on; <laughs> he looks like a <laughs> big man baby, and it's amazing. <laughs> so I appreciated that. Yeah. It was it was entertaining. I don't know if I'm in any kind of hurry to revisit it, but it was okay.
3: No, uh, I um I would like to rewatch it again at some point. Um, again, another one where I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but didn't like, Oh my God, I love it. Um, I am a pretty big Zack Snyder fan. I would like to classify though, that I, I do not believe that I am one of the delusional Zack (laughs) Snyder fans. Um, Billy, he made, he made justice league for you. Thank you. (laughs) And I love that version, (laughs) you know, but
0: (laughs) that's one of my favorite comments I've ever seen was, he made it for us. It's like, whoa, whoa, okay. Except, I mean, he, no, yeah, he made but it for money, for money. <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted to make a movie. Like,
3: <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like Dawn of the Dead, I really, really like. Um, and you know, he, uh, helped take part in in, re- in reinventing the zombie genre. And like you said, Randy, like I mean, my nickname is Zombilly, like. I love zombie movies and um, you know, yeah. at a certain point you have to try and do something different with yeah. it. And that's yeah. totally what this one is. And um, you know, not at all like trying to be like, Oh, well it's not that it's not a horror movie. Like, yeah, you know, it's still a horror movie, but I think some of what takes away from that is just like, just how big its scope is. and And, and maybe that's not the right way to put it. Cause like, you you can you know even walking dead shows how big the scope is at points but like this is just such a huge movie you know with its action and you know like the ideas behind it that it i think it takes away from the simplicity of a zombie movie that we all love it's 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 a heist movie with zombie tropes kind of it's yeah. a heist movie with zombies. yeah yeah really really yeah. um and it uh it it i what i did like about it though was yeah it, it tried some new things mm-hmm. you know it's like you know just like just like george romero did with with you know you see it start to happen in day of the dead and then land of the dead like after a while there does end up being evolution mm-hmm. um and uh you know, so like you said, with like the weird zombie king guy and, and stuff like there's this weird like it's not full on zombie. like I don't know exactly what even to call it. I think it's something that we'll learn more about, you know, right. with with the expansive universe. You hope that's what comes from it. Um, one of the things I was very sad to not see, uh, you know, they talk about like how basically all these zombies are like dead dead like they're just laying there like they can't move or do anything to like watch out for the rainstorms though yeah and i'm like oh ho, 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 ho. now if you want to make it a horror movie that's what you do and then we didn't really get to see that no um, yeah i agree yeah so like rehydrated zombies
1: yeah like that <laughs> starts to a to, store like, near you
3: <laughs> that re you know uh re, re kickstarts their heart in a sense. um, I, I, Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of cool things about it, even if we don't get to see it yet. Um, but, um, yeah, the overall of it, like, I liked a lot of things about it, but was just kind of
1: like, yeah, cool movie. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and I think the biggest shortcoming for me, and Randy, you kind of touched on this, was there wasn't anybody to connect with. Mm. You know, like, the action was great. The story, like you said, it's a heist movie. Zombies are involved. One of the things that, like, you take the original Dawn of the Dead or any of the other zombie movies, there is at least one character that throughout it all, you care if they live or die. This one, you didn't really have that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't care if any of them died.
1: (laughs) Right. Other than, like,
3: I like Batista. Right. Yeah. right.
1: There there wasn't really a character to latch on to. You
3: know, and I i don't know. I, I wonder if some of that is on purpose so you don't get too overly attached for sequels or something. But then that's still a little weird that, like, well, shouldn't I feel something for them in this movie? I don't know. I don't well, know. it
1: seems like it tried to make it the daughter, but yeah. the story just didn't lend itself. Like, her, she, she wasn't helpless. She wasn't. I mean her story wasn't that hard but it, it seemed like that was the direction they were trying to push us it, it just did the, didn't land that way it did the bare minimum and the perfect
0: example and this is uh billy you mentioned you're a big fan of zach snyder and i think he's a great visual director sure. but i think he's not interested in uh human drama or character stuff which is fine but he also like isn't very good at it then he just doesn't care and or at least we'll, we'll, I'll restrict myself to this movie. Uh, a perfect example is it's revealed in this one scene that Batista and one of the other women there have some type of history. Yeah. There, there was a connection there at one point and they have like a moment. And that's literally the same scene in which she gets killed by a zombie. <laughs> She's been in the movie the, for a big chunk of the movie. At this point, we never knew there was this character like anything and then she's, <laughs> we're given this little thing and she's killed instantly. And it's like, you couldn't like shoot that one scene in another location. <laughs> so we have a little time so we could be like, oh, there's a connection there. Nope. Hey, connection. Snap. Like it's, it's so strange And it just kind of seems like bare minimum just there because, because there should be human stuff.
3: <laughs> well, and, and like I don't know, like not, it, not, not, not trying to, again, like. I, I hate to to sound like if i'm trying to come up with excuses but like i wonder no, if that's if that is the thing is like you haven't really seen much you're finally starting to see this connection and then it's boom taken away yeah i, I could I could see an argument for, yeah, for i don't that. know I could see an and argument like, i'm that. not even trying to argue it like like I right, guess right. maybe maybe I, not I, but, I think
0: that even could work but here it just i i, I, I don't know that that's what they were going for. If it was what they were going for. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. It just seemed very strange. It seemed very strange. And I was like, Oh wait, were we supposed to care about her? Um, (laughs) but also to touch back on slashers in general, even though this isn't a slasher thing, maybe, maybe it is intentional that like, yeah, you're not super attached to most of the characters because like a slasher movie, you're not supposed to like most of the teens or else that movie would be way more depressing. Um, and this is still, it's a fun zombie movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a zombie movie kind of like uh, some, most of the Resident Evil movies are zombie movies. Like, yeah, but they're not, they're more like action. You see some cool stuff versus sure. like hardcore horror. Uh, it's just not what it's going for. And in this case, heist and stuff, but, um, and world building, which it does actually pretty decent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and not that I hold this against the movie at all. I I think, you know, uh, it it felt like, ooh, we're going to see a return to form here. You know, it is going to be, you know, back to him doing like a a Dawn of the Dead type thing, which like, sure, they're fast zombies. But to me, it's still very much, you know, it's, it's a horror film. And like, we did not get that.
0: Interestingly, and you saying back to form, like sparked this in my head. One thing I'm a little surprised by, and maybe it's I, th- I think it's probably partially like a decision, like especially coming af- out of uh, Justice League and all that, like we're going to do it a little bit more run and gun, you know, or it could also partially be a, a budgetary thing. It looked fine, but it wasn't did not have the traditional Zack Snyder super polished every frame, every
3: no, frame is right.
0: storyboarded to the gills. Yep, like. yeah. Yep. It, it was much more run and It gun. didn't have his signature gloss. Say it was yeah. a lot more Agreed. rough around the edges. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 and it's not uh, necessarily a bad thing. Uh, sure.
1: But it's, but I didn't it's really think
3: about that either. That's, right. It is right. a good
1: point. So before we move into the main event, let's hit some honorable mentions from this last year okay. uh, with, without diving into them too deep. Oh, it's so hard not to. Okay. Right. I know. <laughs> um, we saw... A trilogy drop on Netflix, the Fear the Fear Street trilogy, which received great reviews and stayed pretty true to the books.
0: Um If it weren't for Candyman, this would be my surprise of the year for sure, in terms yeah. of like something I was like, uh, and it was like, wow, that was actually kind of decent. Right.
1: Yeah. Just because there are so many of them, the Nick Cage horror star of 2021 because he has found his niche in like horror films right now <laughs>
0: he moves from genre to genre he'll do big budget action for a couple of years now he's in like lower budget horror stuff yeah yeah so
1: he he's kind of found his home right now in low to mid-budget horror and it's mm-hmm. working for him mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know, i mean willie's wonderland blew up out of nowhere you know and he's got like two or three more coming out this next year so it's like what <laughs> yeah
3: um fear street uh was pretty cool um you know I I I guess I was just thinking like oh okay you know this is something that you know, not that it would necessarily be connected but like this is gonna live in the universes the the goosebump movies. Uh, you know and like it's it's a netflix property like i like the you know i've i grew up a big goosebumps fan i think the movies are fine um you know maybe this will just be another fun thing and like (laughs) we start watching that first one and like we're watching it with my well three-year-old at the time oh no oh no (laughs) you know and they're essentially like in a hot topic or whatever you know and 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 it's instantly like super bloody graphic stabby stabby and like you know he's he lives in a horror movie family so like he's seen a couple things but it starts to get a little too graphic and i was just like whoa <laughs> was not expecting this <laughs> so um i think uh, that's that's a big thing of where i was surprised and then i was also like i I didn't know that they were all going to be like three connecting movies in a sense. Um, So, uh, yeah, I I thought it was pretty cool. You know, there was ones I liked more than the other. But, uh, yeah, overall, pretty cool.
0: I was very surprised to hear. I like the idea of basically a serialized movie, like trilogy. And you watch it like a TV show a little bit. I kind of like that. And I was very surprised to hear it was actually made for theatrical re- release hmm. um before Netflix acquired it or however it ended up on Netflix um, but yeah they were originally going to release it in theaters similarly uh similar similarly wow that uh, word <laughs> that word uh-huh to how it was released where I don't know if it was a weekly or once a month but like I I'm, I'm envisioning a summer thing maybe uh somewhat rapid not like waiting a year it'd be like Release one, a week or a month later, re- like a serial, like old yeah. movie serials. Um, so I was intrigued by that. But yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah. And there, there was another zombie movie, that, uh, you know, another Resident Evil came out, which I haven't seen yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I right. have not either. Uh, but... It's like Resident Evil, I think re- it's either Return or Welcome to Raccoon City.
3: I think it's Welcome to Raccoon City it, it, because it's, from what I understand at least, it's more
1: true to form to the game. It you know, it's not a lot more like the video game. Right.
3: It's not like this entirely new story adding in characters that are right. a
1: part of it. Uh, another one that, Randy, I know you were excited about was, uh, uh, was it Last Night in Soho or Late Night in Soho? I, oh, oh I, I need last to night see in it. Soho. I, I love Edgar Wright so much, and oh.
3: I want to see it, and I, I haven't it, been able
0: to. I bet you'll like it. If, if you're a big Edgar Wright fan, I think
1: you'll like it.
3: Yeah. And cool. My last Very honorable stylish. mention,
1: if, and I, I know some people will get mad if I don't mention it is wrong turn.
3: Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, a sort of, I don't know exactly what you call it at this point. It is not connected to the original series. No, it is a remake or a reboot of sorts. Um, And, uh, I, I like the wrong turn series. I like the first one. It's a, it's a very, you know, uh, scream, uh, product, you know, it's, it's good looking, you know, young adults, stuff like that, but I enjoy it. The second one, I love the rest are they're not that great, but there's fun things about them. This one was, was, uh, really cool, um, in the fact that, like, it did something similar, but um, changed the landscape of it in a sense. And, oh yeah, um, you know, th- with the Wrong Turn films, if you know anything about it, you can say that it's similar to, like, The Hills Have Eyes. You know, it's these backwoods, um, deformed, you know, very deformed people um, and, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, this is not that. Um, and it's it's interesting what they did. That's all I'll give for now.
0: Which is the one with Henry Rollins?
3: Part two. You, I yeah. love that one. Yeah. No, that's that's my okay. favorite one. That's uh, from one
1: of my favorite um, directors, uh, Joe Lynch. So, yeah. It's a quick shameless plug for myself. Listeners, if you want to hear from some of the people that were in this wrong turn, go back and listen to a few of the episodes of my 13 horrifying days of Christmas from last month. But that said, let's move on to the main event and arguably the biggest horror hit of last year and probably the most anticipated and most talked about movie of 2021 Halloween that spawned evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Yeah, it does. (laughs) 40
0: years. 30. Oh, I knew I was going to get something wrong and look like a
1: fool.
3: 40. (laughs) Wait a minute. It is. My horror car. My math is bad. It's 40.
1: (gasps) It took 40 years, but damn it. Evil's going to die tonight. And they make sure they tell you evil is going to die tonight. 40. But did it? Did evil die? Obviously not because there's another one coming out. Forty years. And evil dies. Maybe tonight. (laughs) So, we see the return of Michael Myers. From the ashes, he rises out of the building. And comes out kicking ass.
2: (laughs) It's
0: interesting, going into the last one, knowing... Uh, Because I believe I went into it knowing there was it was going to be a trilogy, right? Like that kind of takes the wind out of the ending. But also not really because uh, of Halloween 2018 I'm talking about because (sighs) no body, no death, right? Like they locked him in a basement, set the house on fire and left. I'm like, he's not dead. That's not a way. That's not how you kill anyone in a horror movie. That's more suspicious. You just guaranteed
1: he's going to live by doing that. Well, going going into this one, it was okay. How's he getting out? Because you, you know he's getting out, but it was right, right. how how does he get out? And it, like it, a
0: badass, that's
1: how. <laughs> right, like, he comes out swinging, and again, listeners, if you haven't seen it, spoilers. You know the firemen come and start putting out the fire, and they let him out, and like you see Lori on her way to the hospital, like. No, let the son of a bitch burn, <laughs> you know. And he's taking out all these firemen just one by one, and he comes walking out like just like a badass. I
0: was I was super if Candyman is the movie, and and I'm not saying I was disappointed really. Okay, I was a little disappointed in this movie. I was super excited because I love the 2018 Halloween. If Candyman was the one where I was like, Eh, and then was blown away this is the one i was super hyped for and was kind of like okay okay i still i enjoyed it um a lot of people like listen people are not praising that did not praise this one and i kind of agree with a lot of the 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 negative comments about it that i've heard that said i still enjoyed it it was just a little bit of a letdown because of I felt a little overlong, which is weird for a movie that in itself is kind of, I don't know. It simultaneously seems like it's just kind of spinning the tires for the next one. Like they can only go so far with whatever they have planned for the, you know, before they get to whatever they have planned for the third one. Um, But man, uh,
1: it also feels like there's a little bit of filler. No, I agree. And I I do also kind of agree to to an extent about the uh, knowing it's a trilogy does kind of let the wind out of the sails a little bit mm-hmm. because there's there were a lot of points in this movie that they could have ended the movie on and if you didn't know another one was coming it would have been a fantastic cliffhanger.
0: You know, it's so funny. I, I I'm I'm sorry to derail again. I went to, the, I seen this in the, in the drive-in, uh, which is notable because that's a fun experience. And there was some, some kid, uh, walking around in, uh, Michael Myers out, whole outfit the whole time, which was pretty cool. Scared the crap out of, uh, the, the little girls that were hanging around. And, uh, although he definitely did not have the Michael Myers stature, he was not nearly <laughs> tall enough. Um, but, uh, Melanie went with me and she'd seen the other ones. But like my mom was there and two of my sisters, I don't think any of them had watched the 2018 Halloween movie, which makes this like going into this, not having seen that must be the most confusing, (laughs) bewildering thing. Because it's literally you jump like, sure, 2018 had an end. But like once you jump into this, you're just right back in the middle of it with all these characters and it doesn't really explain who they are stuff's just happening and that must have been a little bewilder bewildering bewildering
3: oh yeah <laughs> it, no you know you're right um it's uh yeah i i don't know there's there's a lot of stuff to touch on in there um yeah the uh i a big thing that i heard a lot of people was that not them not knowing that uh it was a you know there's a planned third one oh. um so like they see this, and um, you know, at the end, like all their efforts—I was told matter. evil was going to die tonight, right?
2: <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, lying um, bastards!
3: All you know, all their efforts did not work. Um. So now what? Like they it left people like pissed off, like ah, oh, Hollywood's tricking me again.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm. I'm curious about what are your guys'
0: overall thoughts. Um, I feel uh, like so,
3: yeah, I, I, yeah, obviously haven't gotten into that. Overall, yeah, I, I really liked it. I didn't like it as okay. much as 2018, right? Um, yeah, there's definitely some stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, more than the evil dies tonight thing. Like, I know, obviously, that's become quite the uh, you know the joke thing. Um, that didn't whatever it didn't bother me so much like what really bothered me like was a big pet peeve of mine in that movie was how often and and i shouldn't have like gotten this wrong of you know well 40 years ago 40 years ago this happened well you know 40 years have gone. like oh my god we get it yeah 40 years of ha- like and it it's how it was done like the evil dies tonight like That's just like rally chance, you know, whatever. Like, at least it's something to the story, you know, Mm -hmm. like the 40 years ago thing like that, to me, that was and I'm not typically like like this, but to me, that was almost treating the audience like they're dumb. Yeah. Like you just have to keep telling like, well, you know, 40 years ago, it's like we understand that. Michael Myers happened 40 years ago. There's amazing flashback scenes to 1978. You know, so like, um, you know, we get it. That's that's Tommy Doyle. You're showing him, you know, with this pumpkin. And then like it goes off and we see the the other little kid that was there, too. And, you know, like, yeah, this happened 40 years ago. You do not have to keep telling me. (laughs) uh, So I went and watched it and I,
0: a lot of those things hadn't like, uh, I enjoyed it more when I first watched it. And then like, and and I shouldn't have done it right away. uh, But since it was also streaming on Peacock, I checked it out uh, like very soon after I had Mm. seen it in the drive through. Yeah. And I started watching it. And then all those things really started to, Jump out at me, and even just him, him get his introduction, the character's introduction, the older him, and his whole speech up there. I was like, like really, what is that? Why that's that's, and I get it's exposition, yeah, Yeah. but it 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 didn't work. And then all the forty years, you're right, it just every time.
3: I also I really liked Anthony Michael Hall. Hmm. I thought he did a really good job. I just think what they gave him sometimes like you know the the speech or just the way that he you know had to act in certain spots I'm like all right like I liked his approach to everything like even that speech like he was very good at it it felt powerful. yeah not that it felt needed you know it just I, I like anyway I really liked him but I agree A lot of writing, the writing of the character writing, a little goofy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think maybe that's what I meant by it felt overlong or like filler because like, why did they have, why did we have to have so many scenes of people reiterating 40 years and what happened 40 years where in the same movie where they've got characters that are never really explained. So if you're coming into it fresh, you're going to know all about what happened about uh, 40 years ago, but you don't know who these characters are like these new
1: characters. Right. um, well, I mean, so. even the guys in the bar got tired of the stories. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. This is one of those movies that I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but I remember and I I will remember exactly what I was doing before and when I watched it. Like hmm. I had just come home from wrestling because it was a PWP night. Mm-hmm. And you know, needed to unwind for a couple hours anyway, and it was opening night on streaming, so I was like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna watch it. So just, just done commentary for a couple hours, decided to sit down, I'm gonna watch Halloween. And, loved the movie, you know, thought it was, you know, the story's good. Looking back on it, it's, in what's going to be the trilogy, it's, it's a good, it's good meat for the sandwich. Um, I think the best part for me is the mob scene with the mental patient Hmm. because it's – that's very true to life in the mob mentality. You know, when you you get a group of people that are super hyped up, super scared, and they see something that kind of resembles what they're looking for, and just how fast an entire group of people can turn on one guy –
3: yeah, um, I know that there was a lot of people that had an, an issue with that because, you know, on the screen, you know, they're watching the news and it shows, you know, two mental patients ex- escaped, you know, Smith's Grove or whatever. Um, I actually don't know if it's at Smith's Grove. It might be at a new place, whatever. doesn't really matter, but, um um people are like oh come on they know like that guy was you know like short and chubby and like he's not that's not michael myers it's like well a lot of these people actually haven't seen him in 40 years so like they don't actually know they just know that like this guy escaped and all of a sudden he's in like one of the bar patrons cars he's lurking around field, it has to be him, right? So I, I yeah,
1: I just want yeah. And if the last few years have taught us anything, it's all it takes is that little spark to get people to do whatever, and the crowd will follow. Yeah. And when you have that already, like heightened sense of alert, if you say there's Michael Myers and everybody's already freaked out and looking for Michael Myers. That's Michael Myers. It really doesn't matter what the guy looks like. That becomes Michael Myers. And like, to me, that was the best part of the movie because that is as true to life as a horror movie is going to get.
0: I, I, I appreciated the, uh, some people will call it fan wank. But I appreciated the, the fan nods and stuff. Did like, you say you know, wink or wank? <laughs> wank. The fan <laughs> wink. This is a this is people a will, wolf. People will complain about uh, things having a lot of fan winkery. But, uh, yeah,
3: uh, um, this does. It's not a thing that I uh, – I don't necessarily care for the, the fan service term.
0: <laughs> fan service. Uh, that's probably more uh, – Wisely recognized.
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> um, better than a fan wank. Here's the, here's the <laughs> thing. Um,
3: I think, and this is a whole other subject in a sense, I don't think fan service is bad. Mm-hmm. Fan wank, on the other hand, that's taking it to another level <laughs> and agreed. Sometimes it can be crazy. Right. But... It doesn't mean every bit of fan service is, oh, it's just the worst, you know, which a lot of people feel that way.
0: Right. Yeah, no. And that's that's kind on of point. I think it's fine here. I think yeah, it's fine. It's maybe it's maybe I guess I, I get that, like, they're celebrating the anniversary. So they're hanging out. It's a little weird that the nurse from the first couple movies would hang out with them. I, As far as I would know, she wouldn't necessarily know them. But whatever. I'll overlook it. I'm it sure. Got her back cool sure uh i mean at this point i guess she's been back as many times as jamie lee curtis not almost as many times anyway uh there are several things i do really like about it and it touches on one of the things i really i loved about the first one is that michael myers doesn't care about uh uh oh
3: my god yeah Laurie he right. doesn't care yeah i that i love that about this where it's like he's coming out and like no you don't give a shit about you. <laughs> She's
0: so obsessed about it. This and this movie really nails it home where the whole time you know I'm the one to that's got to kill it, kill the evil, and the 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 officers like I have to kill the evil, and but at a certain point they're even like Laurie, it, it, it has nothing to do with you. He's just going home. So Michael just wants <laughs> right. to go home. He wouldn't even been at your house if it wasn't for that crazy doctor. Like yeah, it. I really like that aspect. Yep. It's the Agreed. anti-Halloween 2 little plot turn that Carpenter threw in there because it's a sequel, you got to do something, right? Right. Um and I was never a fan of that, so I really liked to see it just doubly enforced, but also it goes to what 20 uh 2018's movie emphasized about Michael Myers I really liked. <laughs> he's just kind of a killing machine like that scene where he, in that, in the last movie where he <laughs> goes down the street through the houses, they do that nice, like wonder. uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And this is, this movie's more of that. Interestingly, I feel like this movie made him more cruel though. Like the bit where, uh, the, the lady with the little drone that married couple, which, <laughs> um, that's something I really liked about this movie is the weird side characters that have like all this, personality on him for whatever reason like cool okay but like michael slowly's just like stabbing the husband while he knows the the woman's there watching it just it's he seems a little extra mean this movie that's not a bad thing it's just interesting he did just come out of a burning building (laughs) that's true he's mad (laughs) the firefighter scene is awesome yeah but it verges on like I mean, a couple scenes in this. verges on, he's a super. Well, he's a super villain, but superhero Michael Myers. Like it's 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 pretty over the top action in a way.
1: Well, see, sure. I, I've had this long held belief that the the prison for Michael Myers is you bar the doors and windows of his house and lock him in his house because the common right. you know trend is he, he's going to his house, right. So just lock him in his house and guard the house. You can't keep him in the mental ward. You can't keep him in a prison. Try locking him in his house. Just give him uh, some food from time to time. <laughs> just throw, throw...
0: Never mind. That's mean. Throw a stray dog in there. He'll be fine.
1: <laughs> give <laughs> him a oh, go. no. They even
0: had to reference the dog corpse, if, uh, as mentioned in the first movie. I, you mentioned, I think, Billy, the flashback-looking movie. Yes. I, yeah. I mean... The content of the flashback was fine. The Loomis thing they did uh with the the mask, the other actor and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh excellent. And they nailed just generally the look and the lighting yes. of the original movie. Well, yeah.
3: and they uh if I if I heard correctly, they brought in uh Dean Cundy, who oh, was nice. the original cinematographer, yeah. to um I don't think he did the cinematography, he just overlooked it and kind of like gave his approval,
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: you know, or fix this or type of thing. So, um, yeah, like, you know, I, um, you know, said it earlier on, but I am a
1: huge
3: fan of the Halloween franchise. I mean, it's my favorite horror franchise. Um, uh, I mean, maybe even like it's up there for like top fandom out of anything for me. Um, and, uh, I was watching now, obviously some of the scenes like with the newer actors or whatever, like I knew that wasn't actually old stuff, but like when Loomis came in and the way that it was shot and like, whatever, I, I actually was like, are there deleted scenes that I didn't know or, or alternate angles? Like I didn't think there was, I didn't think they shot anything extra. Cause like they've talked so many times of like, you know, just over the years of, Oh, is is there anything else? So like, we didn't have like much money. Like we, we shot what we needed and that's it. You didn't just shoot things and cut it out later back then. Like, so I was like, Whoa, what, what, what is this? And, you know, come to find out like, no, it's, they just did a really good job recreating those scenes or right. you know, that atmosphere
1: and look they they've briefly touched in this set of movies on something that uh Rob Zombie's Halloween touched on as well and that's he has to have his mask sure um he's he's a different person without that mask and that's really fascinating to see cuz like you look at other like look at Jason Mask on, mask off. He's still Jason. M- Michael, his mask's off. He seems more human, more uh, vulnerable. But he puts that mask on. That That's when you get superhuman, super killer Michael Myers. And it, it's, it's interesting to see where that's going to go. You know, because they really hammered home, like, uh, back to the very first one, you know, take the mask off, you know, gouge him in the eyes. The mask has to come off, and that's that's his weakness. Why? Why is that his weakness? Do we want to talk
0: about the end, like, what happens with him? Because that's one of, like, my biggest sticking points. Like, even after the first time I watched it, I really liked it. Like, that's one of the things that really, like, I'm... I get it, because they have a third movie planned, but he should be dead. Like, they kind Of stepped well into supernatural territory, and I get that. Like, the idea was he's kind of the boogeyman, but I never got at least from the first one that he was actually supernatural. It's, uh, it,
3: here's, here's why he is. Um, <laughs> um, dun, dun, dun. um so okay, watch watch at, at the beginning of the first one, uh, 2018. He like they bring that mask out like he's he's on the checkered board um you know mental place whatever and they start like they walk up like there's nothing going on and like then they bring the mask out and then all of a sudden like the dogs start barking the other patients start going crazy the the birds start flying around like unnatural things just start happening
1: okay damn podcasters yeah (laughs) and podcasters are the ones crime podcasters (laughs) um
3: (laughs) um to me and i i I mean i don't really know what else it would be like that that's the indication because it's always been is he supernatural is he just a guy is you know like Mm. they really show like something is up. He's not just human. I, well, this one for sure because I could get like get
0: a mob style beating and and surviving. Okay, sure. He gets stabbed in the neck, like the back of the <laughs> neck in the spine. Sure. He should be done. So I'm not if there that's fine, but it's it's that's a slight minus for me because I'm not i like michael myers that appears supernatural but could also still just be a guy right like that's kind of what the supernatural elements of uh the the original original is that's kind of what makes them a little more creepy because it's like well was he just a guy sure and in this one it's like no no he's 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 a super villain he's a he's a monster like yeah so but that's a that's just a whatever hit cannon
1: right that's just a personal preference thing oh uh, yeah i'm okay sure. with it being supernatural as long as it's not the mask was haunted the entire time
0: right somebody else
1: puts the masks on and they just become a killing machine like th- that'll be like the biggest letdown ever like it, mm-hmm. it was a mask the whole time
0: did the doctor the doctor put his mask on didn't he in the in t- the 2018 one yeah i mean but the doctor seemed unhinged to begin with. so Right. Or not to begin with, but before that. Well, like yeah. In that yeah. turn, it I didn't get the impression that the mask made him unhinged. No. He was drawn to the case of Michael Myers because he probably was a little unhinged.
1: Yes. Well, the, the, there is something to say about people who are drawn to psycho killers.
2: <laughs>
1: hmm, wait a <laughs> minute. Uh-oh. Uh, the, the perfectly fine, well-adjusted people. Maybe. (laughs) So we've now talked the biggest hits of 2021. What are we looking forward to this year in 2022?
0: I'm so glad you had asked me this earlier, by the way, because I hadn't really looked at, you know, I hadn't sought out horror movies that were coming out this year. I knew of a couple that were coming um, and there were a few that that caught my eye uh of course i'm not going to go through all of them but well
3: i'll go what through what the ones that say well, not yeah. okay,
0: okay so at the top of my list right now in terms of like kind of most excited for and also a movie i didn't know existed till today uh was is x uh it's supposed to come out march 18th and it's a new movie by ty west who's I done do like
3: ty west yeah
0: he's done lots of things but uh namely uh he's done some of my favorite slow burn horror movies. He did the house, of the devil and the innkeepers.
3: I love the innkeepers. Right.
0: And, and so based on that, I was like, Oh cool. What's that? And I checked out the trailer and the trailer is intriguing. It's very seventies. He definitely has like, he, he, he likes that. He like house of the devil. I mean a little eighties, but more seventies period as well. Very seventies looks authentic. Um, a little chainsaw massacre in its setting kind of, but it's basically a film crew goes out to this place uh, to, f- to film uh, a porno, I guess is what, <laughs> it's eventually right. in the trailer. Uh, but like they borrow a house or they're like s- staying in some place from some creepy old dude. And then the trailer's got like the guys, he, the old guy's wife's he's like, my wife's not well and that aspect of it did you ever what's that M Night Shyamalan movie with the uh oh, um the visit the visit yeah that, the visit yeah the aspect that it has things that remind me of like why the visit's creepy with the old people at night yeah but but i don't know what the deal is there's definitely some like slasher okay. movie stuff going on but i don't know if it's supernatural either way looks pretty cool and so that's kind of right now my most anticipated or maybe nope, but I know no one knows anything about that movie yet. So
1: okay. <laughs> you know Anybody think nope. about it? Nope.
0: <laughs> Nope's the new Jordan Peele one. That'll be out in July, and all we've got of that is the poster, which is a cloud with I don't know balloons or something hanging from it. Yeah, it's like a kite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, those are kind of your. Those Your are those ones. are those are my okay. pick
0: for the two that I'm most kind of excited for Robert All Eggers, right. who did The Witch and the Lighthouse. I was. Has, yep. OK, well, then I'll stop.
3: Uh, no, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, oh, I,
0: I don't want to take somebody else's pick is what I'm saying. If that was. Oh, honest. it
3: don't matter. Picks are picks. Um, But no, I, I'm a big fan of, of Robert Eggers. Yeah. Um, I think he's a, a really cool, you know, new old style sensibilities yeah. type of director that i've been trying to tell paul it's like on and on like him and um <laughs> he's just like fucking just leave me alone um him and uh uh is it ari aster yeah um who did hereditary and yes. midsummer those are two people i i just i love their styles and um um You know, like I said earlier, I don't watch trailers like unless it's something like this. I know nothing about. Um, But to me, it's like, okay, so um, Viking revenge film from Robert Akers. I'm sold.
0: Yeah. The Northman. I wasn't sure The Northman. It was listed as horror, but like and also knowing his other movies, like it's going to feel like a horror movie. But nothing in the trailer sold horror specifically to me okay other than maybe the style but i I, yeah so it wasn't higher but it is a movie i'm also excited for
3: okay um another one just because i'm a sucker for it is uh um you know for slasher films i should say is is texas chainsaw massacre yes um now again haven't watched the trailer but it's now it's not directed by but it is produced by uh Fide Alvarez, right. Who did the remake of um Remake or whatever you want to call it, Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he did uh the first Don't Breathe and um again, I just stylistically, I like mm-hmm. what the guy has to offer and um you know, it's uh vig- visually and whatever, he's um I don't know, a very like uh horror guy
1: <laughs> right you know right. i don't know
3: like and i think texas chainsaw massacre needs that mm-hmm. um so that was one i'm kind of scrolling through the list i mean there's all kinds of stuff that i'm interested in but
0: i'm cautiously optimistic for texas chainsaw massacre
3: um you know for me i typically just go in saying like you know what yeah i like i'm here to enjoy this right oh right doesn't always mean that it's gonna happen but um i i typically am just me personally i'm not of the mindset of like well i don't know about this this could suck (laughs) i like jesse like i don't know but is it gonna suck (laughs) right right (laughs) uh uh, well for those that don't know mutual friend uh jesse uh he uh or or that, you know, yeah, his justice league well that was the justice, justice league. league thing it's, it's gonna, gonna suck, suck.
0: <laughs> i want it to suck <laughs> so, right uh <laughs> well no in this like this is a case where like texas chainsaw massacre is a cl- the original is classic it's so good and of course i want this to be good but it's and it's not one where i'm gonna, going into it like oh it's gonna suck but it's one where sure, it's it's more cautiously optimistic because i don't want to Get hyped for it and then be disappointed. So I get I'll, it. I'll, keep, I'll the, keep it level and at most pleasantly surprised, or at no, least for, pleasant, yeah, I get it. Surprised.
3: Um, you know the the entire series is so wishy washy and weird right. and right. You know, like every film is like like if if we're talking like the original canon or you know without before remakes and stuff like part two is a sequel to the original part three is a sequel to the original part four is a sequel to the original like they all ignore every other movie except the original you you know
0: (laughs) i like part two right it's my favorite oh is it weird okay i'd say my second favorite but uh it's it's good though like it's super entertaining
2: yeah it's evil dead (laughs) dude
0: I get, yeah, right, right, but I get. I guess you know you did something different when all the sequels are like, we're just gonna ignore that one.
3: Yes, no, 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 you know, you're right, you're right. Um, you know, I love the remake a lot. Um, I think it's a solid movie and whatever. Um, but whatever, anyway, it, 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 we we we're can in break the down again. the whole yeah. Texas Chainsaw. I, I'm, I more so try and look at. Who's the team that's making it? Right, right. And right. to me, up front, team making it, it has a, a, a good chance.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So,
3: um, and I suppose one other one, uh, again, because I'm just a sucker for this stuff, um, is a movie called Dark Harvest. Um, I love films that are centered around the holiday of Halloween. Oh, okay. Um, right, right. And, uh, this is set in 1963. Um, and, uh, it's based off of a horror novel. I don't read books, so I wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) Um, but, uh, David Slade, uh, who directed Hard Candy and 30 Days of Night, and he worked on the Hannibal series. Like, it's just, you know, he's not like a, a super known name guy, but like, all of this stuff is pretty solid. Right. So uh
0: and he definitely seems like a genre fan.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it says that it is um every fall, teen boys in a small Midwestern town participate in a hunt to catch Sawtooth Jack. <laughs> so it mm. just seems like some cool like Halloween urban legend and I just, you know, I I love seeing uh Movies based around the holiday and up until like the last couple of years, you never really got much of that. Now everybody's like, hey, trick or treat did well. Let's make Halloween centered movies, you know. So anyway, that's that's my little list.
1: I have a fun little list. <clears throat> and I'm going to start with the one that assuming everything stays on track is probably going. It, well, it already is the most polarizing one coming out, and that's the monsters.
3: Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't say the monsters. Here here I go trying to just be like, let me finish things up and not ramble on about things too long. Of course Halloween uh ends is is up there, but oh, yeah, the right. monsters. Yeah. N- yeah,
1: you know, and that's assuming everything stays on track, we have Rob Zombies, the Monsters. <sighs> yes. Rob Zombies take on the classic TV show The Monsters. You've heard me say it on many episodes before. It's in good hands. Shut up. Watch the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. He's clearly a super fan. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, he's clearly a super
0: fan. I can see why people are potentially upset or worried because... I, I can see it, too. He, rob Zombie can't help but Rob Zombie things, right? Like, that's it's he's got a very distinctive thing he right. likes to do. Yeah. And it is a little... I could see it being worrisome thinking about the monsters be like, oh, are they going to make
3: them, you know, super white trash throwing curse words around <laughs> right, all the time, right. blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I I get that. Right. And look, I don't know any more about the movie than anyone else. Um, and I could be wrong. My thought is he's not going to do that.
1: Right. I was um, saying, like, you know, it's been mentioned a couple of times on previous episodes. Universal is very protective of this IP. I I don't think they're going to... I mean, they're going to give them some creative leeway, but they're going to rein it in a little bit.
3: I know that gets thrown around a lot about how protective they are. You can also go back and look at their track record of all the other movies and stuff that they've put out. Well, I didn't say they
1: couldn't put out crap. I just...
3: (laughs) Just I'm just saying, saying it's.
1: It, it should at least steer away from the. They're not going to be. It, it's not going to be white trash monsters. <laughs> it's not going to be the monsters uh, right. meet the trailer park.
3: Right. <laughs> um. You know, and it's I, I like you know just like Randy said, like I get it. You know. Um, he's he's a super fan of Halloween, and he did it to that too. Right. I personally didn't mind it in that.
1: Um, I feel like that's that's a good one where it fits.
3: um, You know, uh, I think his biggest departure in in how characters act or, you know, stories being told or whatever is um, Lords of Salem. Now, I know that that also has some very strange aspects to it, but it's it has Rob Zombie all over. But I would not say that it is the same as his other stuff. So, I mean, you start to see, you know, uh, I mean, he did an animated film called The Haunted World of El Superbisto. And it's I mean, yeah, it's it's violent. It has cussing. It's whatever. But like it's super comedic, like he has the ability to do other things. Right. Um, And just, you know, by pictures alone of costume, uh, set design, uh, the way the actors look like. To me, you know, unless you just want to downright nitpick every little thing, you know, about, you know, a guy's facial structure versus, you know, someone else's like, man, like it looks like it's ripped straight out of, you know, that original stuff to me. You know, Uh, again, yes, there's going to be little differences, but I think it everything feels at least picture wise where it needs to be to me.
1: And the other one I'm super excited to see is uh, Salem's Lot. Mm. Um, now James Wan is producing it, but uh, oh, what's his name? I just had it in my head. Uh, Gary Doverman is writing and directing it. Okay. And you know he's done it, and Annabelle comes home, so it it should be really interesting to see the new imagining of Salem's Lot. So you know another Stephen King classic. And we, we've been on kind of a roll of reintroducing Stephen King to a, a newer audience. And oddly enough,
3: this time around, um, there typically have been pretty decent movies or TV shows Yeah. where for a long time, a lot of stuff had been adapted off of Stephen King stuff that was not good.
0: Traditionally, <laughs> like most of it is garbage Not bit, obviously but most of it's garbage oh yeah the direct the straight to tv stuff or the tv movies and tv miniseries are
1: typically you know, that yeah which sucks because i really like the langoliers but when you have flying meatballs it t- kind of takes away from <laughs> the uh scariness of the story
0: <laughs> but i can't say anymore i want to say i mean you know mike flanagan's all uh i'll obviously a super fan of Stephen King stuff and he's done good, good work with his material. I kind of wish it was him on this project, but I won't say anymore, but <laughs> I totally get why it's not, but I won't go any further because <laughs> it'll be spoilers for other things. So, right. Uh, I'm kind of not interested. I hate to be that way, but it's the names. It's James Wan and uh, the other guy, he, Annabelle come home. I'm like, uh, it's just instantly kind of a turnoff. I don't know what it is about that whole But look at what genre. he did for it. I seen the first one. I didn't ever watch the second one, and I liked the first one. I just never got around to it. it didn't I, I will check it out sometime. But yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know what it is. Now
3: he was not the director of it. He must have been a writer or yeah. something.
1: Okay, okay. So. Uh, so he has a really good writing style. So
3: now, I was gonna say, I don't think that he directed. Annabelle comes home. Um, oh, so primarily a writer guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I do think that it probably starts, you know, with with new directing takes, so to speak.
0: New director, that's cool. I can get yeah. behind that.
3: He did first. direct Annabelle Comes Home. And
0: I'm not going to crap on it because I didn't watch it. But it, 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 it again, it's just, I don't know. Are those you're movies not, good? Um, I watched the first Conjuring. Okay. And it was okay. And then I was like, I'm, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> I haven't watched any of the other movies well, I mean, associated look, if, with it. If,
3: if you're not a big fan of like conjuring proper you're probably not going to be a big fan of the rest of the universe right
0: that was my assumption
3: um i like the conjuring a lot a lot yeah
2: um
3: but you know that's uh the first annabelle oh really yeah
0: okay for me
3: you know i know that there's others that do like it um this this is a place where you know you um yeah, the the forcing something in there type of thing. Yeah, you know the you know maybe fan service, I suppose you could call it, where it's like this doesn't this this doesn't fit. Um, where you know Annabelle, th- this this is this will kind of break down a little bit of what happens in Annabelle. Um, it comes out before the first Conjuring. I mean, no, no, no. It, it takes place before the first Conjuring. Okay. Okay. Um, in Conjuring. One of the kids has like a little music box that plays like, you know, like a main theme or whatever. That gets played for no good reason, like by things in Annabelle, and it's like it makes absolutely no sense. They just put it in because yeah. it's recognizable from the other thing that we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other Annabelle movies are, are pretty good. Okay. Um, okay. But again, if you're not into that universe it's not going to do anything for you.
1: Right. Right. I also want to say that while we are watching out for, and looking forward to all of these uh, Hollywood blockbusters coming out this, this year, also watch out for the independent movies coming out this year, because there's going to be a lot of independent horror coming out. Um, One specifically, Les Nolan is writing. And I think Billy, you'll enjoy this. And you like the Halloween horror um, he is, he will be the writer and director of the movie, uh, Sam Hain. Uh, go check out his uh, Indiegogo for the film. It expires next month, so link will be in the description. But before we wrap this up, Randy, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and what kind of things you got going on? All right. Hey, yeah. Uh, so
0: i do the growlix podcast uh since we've gone we do live streams every week and since we do the live streams we kind of just rebrand it as growlix nights because we used to talk about comics now we pretty much just talk about movies and tv shows and stuff (laughs) but uh every thursday at uh 8
2: 20 ish p.m
0: it's 8 30 yeah listen eight o'clock but it's probably going to be 8.30 uh, p.m. Central Time. Uh, we do our live stream. At, you can find that at growlixpodcast.com uh, or sla- or throw a slash Podcast at the end of Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, whatever, you'll get to our page. Um, and that's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. Hey, and since this is a horror show, I also uh, make mu- music that horror fans might enjoy. Uh, it's kind of synth-wavy. It's very synth V. What am I talking about? Um, And I will have new stuff coming out before too long that diverges from that a bit. Um, But uh, if you go to superscience.xyz you can check that out.
1: Aren't aren't there some strangers you want to talk about too, Randy? Hey, you like weird, cool t-shirts? You like t-shirts with uh,
0: wizards trying to sell you magic? Go to strangerswithtshirts.com That's or just strangerswithshirts.com. It'll both get you there because I didn't know if people would know T-shirts, how to spell it. Anyway, <laughs> is it T-shirt or is it T-E-E-shirt? Whatever. Either way, <laughs> buy a shirt. Yeah, you can be too much p- pimping like approval. I'm going to derail everything. <laughs> uh, there's some cool horror shirts, too. Uh, I really like the pumpkin, the jack-o'-lantern design I came up with for last Halloween. Yes. You can still get that, of course. Check that out. That's an awesome shirt.
1: And Mr. Billy, it is your turn to tell where you are doing and what you are finding and stuff. And there's words there that should make sense, but don't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's late and we've been doing this a little while. So um, the best place that you can find me is. um, So I'm actually in the middle of transitioning. um, You are my my names and handles and all that stuff. <laughs> so you know, give me a chance to, to, to be serious here for a moment. Um, my Facebook is still currently facebook.com slash Zombilly Horror. Um, but I am in the middle of transitioning my stuff to Billy Peck underscore ENT for entertainment I because that. I've kind of expanded beyond the horror stuff anymore and i needed to kind of be more inclusive of of all my things so anyway uh twitter instagram is all uh billy or at billy peck underscore ent and um i'm part of a couple podcasts they are extremely niche type of things but if you are in any sort of you know into um wrestling collecting um check out major world order and if you happen to enjoy the um the old and not always known but you might kind of remember um children's tv show zoobaly zoo check out the zoobaly zoo podcast featuring your host from moose's monster mash paul and Lookout Bear himself, Michael B. Moynihan, where we get into Zooly Zoo one episode at a time. We talk about each episode, and he pulls out his old scripts, and um, it's pretty, pretty dang cool. If you are a fan, it is a behind-the-scenes, almost documentary-style show talking about Zooly Zoo. Um, so you can find. That stuff all at Major World Order or at Zoobily Zoo Pod. I
0: believe that podcast also happens to be carried on the electronicmediacollective.com podcast network. It is a, a groovy podcast network uh, maintained
3: by a neglectful
0: somebody.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I was wondering if me getting into that would unneglect you talking about EMC network. <laughs> because I you didn't mention it, it. um I, I i
0: know but well th- i'm on somebody else's podcast i pimp three things i'm
1: like i can't push the fourth well say and you know listeners you'll find all those links in the episode description a lot of work for me um but but Paul is great about including those links and i appreciate it you it's get, just copy paste it's a lot of copy paste for when, when i have you guys on uh especially you billy You have a lot of shit going on. Uh, I do a lot of stuff.
3: And I play in a horror (laughs) punk band called Graveyard Smash. Uh, If you like the Misfits or Murder Dolls or anything along those lines, check out Graveyard Smash. Music all available on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all of that stuff had to get in the plug for the horror stuff duh. of course duh since you reminded me that i have so many things going on i had to talk about all the other things i have going on
0: listener why are you still listening to this you should be listening to our own <laughs> podcasts and our music
3: That's buy right. our t-shirts i have t-shirts on pro wrestling slash <laughs> horror i'm That's the
1: only the one that doesn't have merch hold on that's the problem. You can't
0: have me and him on at the same time. We have too many things. Too ma- we, We're we doing the same stuff, but it's yep. different.
1: So we got so many links for you.
0: We have so many links to show you.
1: I have no merch. Anyway, they'll all be in the episode description. And you can find all of us and other great podcasters, like Randy mentioned, over at electronicmediacollective.com or just me over at, on Twitter at Moose Media Inc guys, this has been fun. It has been a blast. We'll have to do this again sometime. Later. I, hey, I agree.
3: <laughs> You're right. I've, I've had
1: a great time. I've enjoyed No, me too. To I, I had a
3: lot of fun and, you know, it's it's a little sad that we had to kind of narrow it down to just movies because obviously we talked about a lot of stuff. But hey, Chucky kicks ass. That's all Bro. I gotta say.
1: Oh, man. How did I forget? Chucky's so good. Say, there, There's me. so many other things outside of just some movies that came out last year
0: chucky's so good
1: yeah maybe in a few months we'll uh, schedule a uh, series of 2021 that we can uh, touch base on i would not be able to do it because i didn't watch a whole lot but
3: (laughs) you want me to to to. talk a whole lot about chucky i can do it (laughs)
0: it i'll just take over my show i'll bring you guys over we'll take over for a couple weeks and just talk horror (laughs)
3: hey
1: sounds fun i'm in (laughs) Thursday nights at 8.30 on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. YouTube. Check out Grolix Nights. If you're not watching it, you're probably like me and you're slacking. Uh, but <laughs> go watch them! And join me in the comment section. It gets boring. Savannah, <laughs> right, Savannah... It's you, you and
0: Savannah until Savannah goes to bed in right. the comments.
1: Go check out Graveyard Smash uh, wherever you can find music. Or... Zoobly Zoo Podcast, where you get your podcasts, because we want the listeners. And see you next month, and until next time, horrorhounds, mash on. This has been Bruce's Monster Badge. Come back for more chills and thrills, if you dare. <laughs>